There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yo, 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 everyone. That is the voice of your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney. And we're deep diving the realm of fairy tales right in the Shrekverse. We're diving back into the Shrekverse, folks. And oh my God, it is. Oh God, I love it. I love it. We're here to deep dive. Puss in Boots. The Last Wish, it recently came out in theaters. We have a lot to say about this film. I have a lot to say about this film. Um, oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. But with me to deep dive this uh, this masterpiece is fellow Yonko Grandmaster Hoop. Grandmaster, are you here for Antonio Banderas in Puss? Fear me if you dare. Uh yeah, I'm I'm here. Crazy enough. I'm I'm here. Not only am I here, I'm actually like happy and excited to be here. And never would I thought the sequel to the spinoff of the Shrek franchise would get me here. And yet here we are. And dare I say, yes, I'm excited to talk about Puss and Boots, The Last Wish, because goodness did you already did you already say masterpiece is that what you just said earlier? i i and i'm standing by it you can it is it is it truly I, is I, I and we're not trolling guys we're not trying to like build up to like <laughs> be like ah oh, no nah, we're kidding it's not it's not really <laughs> no like for real it it is it is it is phenomenal i was so floored at everything and, and we'll get into the nitty-gritty but like this has got to be up there in um in, in DreamWorks like top top five easily top five dare I say top three even For I don't DreamWorks? know this, yeah you know you know hmm, yeah there's a lot of competition in in in, uh, in the top three because I'm I'm now it's, considering like you know all of Shrek Kung Fu Panda um, it's it's to a point where if someone does put this film in their top three. I respect it. It's in the conversation. It's in the conversation for sure. Puss, Puss in Boots. This film came out of nowhere, and I mean, you you talking about just DreamWorks? This might be one of my top three for all twenty twenty two. Wow! Like just films. Period of this films. Year. Period. Was there competition this year though? Like, like solid. Like oh wow, I really like this one. Let Let me say, I haven't watched a lot of the kind of the Oscar baited films this year. So, I mean, I, I should watch those. But at, of, of the films I have watched this year, easily Puss in Boots, I know it was for sure top five. And it very much may be top three. And for anything to dethrone it, I feel would take a lot. Because there, there's a lot that happens in this film that they do so well. It's right. it's crazy. It's right. crazy because, again, it's Puss in Boots. Of all things. Like, <laughs> why? Why did it go this hard? It didn't need to. It did not need to, nor nor did anyone, I think, ever expected it to. Like, you tell me Puss in Boots, the sequel, 
is going in on the animation, going in on the character development, going in on everything. And I would be like, you're, you're batshit. There's no way. There, there's no, nothing. No, absolutely not. Um, But you know what? What great story exists without the proper setup? What sets the stage for Puss, Puss in Boots to even exist as a sequel? Because you even said it yourself. Of all things, of all things for us to go in on, why are we getting a goaded sequel to Puss in Boots, the original, after 11 years? It's a decade. That's crazy. That's crazy. A decade. Mind you, let me let me give you a breakdown. So Shrek 1, this is the Shrek verse after all. There's a lot of onions or a lot of layers to this onion, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Shrek 1, 2001. Shrek 2, 04. Shrek 307, and then Shrek 4 caps us off in 2010. From there, I know I, I know DreamWorks had plans to like really go all the way up to Shrek 6 back then, and they were going crazy with like some of these ideas. I remember reading one where it was like they they encountered Donkey's long lost brother, and he's evil, and it, it was crazy. Oh yeah, mm. crazy. So they get to Shrek 4, they're like, uh-uh, no, cut it. This is right here. We're done. We're done after this. From there, though, then following year, 2011, we get Puss in Boots, the only spinoff to the Shrekverse. And I think that's because of the the um, the reception that Puss in Boots got in Shrek 2. He was a fan favorite character. Everyone loved him. He was hilarious. Voiced by Antonio Banderas. Everyone loves Antonio. He's great. His magnum opus is Spy Kids 1 and 2. Stop. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And and, and we love him. We love him. Um, But since then, in terms of films, Puss in Boots from 2011 was the last film in the Shrekverse. It's just nothing else came after that. Now, mind you, there was... The um, and I don't really even count this, but there was the the Netflix series apparently. Yes. Like there were like these little short films and series where it, it was about Puss in Boots and his yep wacky adventures and whatnot. Did did you ever watch the Netflix series by any uh, chance? I, I really do not tend to watch any of the Netflix or any variation kind of. Any of the animated DreamWorks series, series? yeah. Any of the DreamWorks series, because I know okay. there there was a time they had a bunch. There was a Mr. Peabody and Sherman. There was a Home series. There was Monsters versus Aliens on Nickelodeon. The only one I can ever say I tuned into was the Kung Fu Panda series, and that was still a stretch. But I know with Puss in Boots, yeah, Puss in Boots had a whole series, and then right. he had another series where it was kind of you pick your own adventure. Oh, like one of those interactive specials? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That one was probably, I think, the latest one that came out. I, I, I never watched any of them. I knew of them, but I was right. like, I, I mean, God, God forbid I'm looking for canonical, canonical storytelling, but I'm like, this is right. not canon. <laughs> this is not canon to the Shrekverse? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not. So I'm not, I don't I don't care to watch. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, But at the very end, you know, th- this was something that I always... uh was following the um you know with the development of this movie um you saw i imagine uh puss in boots the first one my big question to you is as soon as you come back into your seat is was like 
did you like the first Puss in Boots? Because for me, I I remember enjoying the first Puss in Boots movie, but it, it was nothing to write home about. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was fun. Um, and I, I don't even think I saw it in theaters. I think I just saw it on demand one time and that was it. But And, and again, the movie wasn't bad from what I remember. It, it just, you know, it was fine. All right, cool. Fun, fun movie, fun movie. Did you like the first Puss in Boots, or, or it was kind of like, um, eh, or, or you hated well, it? Well, similar to you, I didn't watch it in theaters. Uh, Trek Four didn't leave necessarily a great taste in my mouth to where oh, I'm like, I, I remember, yeah. What Jimmy Chong is saying? Yeah. So I was not clamoring for the Shrek first at that point. So no, I didn't see Puss in Boots in theaters. Okay. I can't even remember when I first watched Puss in Boots. I know I probably watched it on like some streaming. Shoot, it might have been in the last like four years, to be honest. Um, with that said, I too, I don't remember much of it. To me, it felt like a cash grab, uh, riding off the coattails of Shrek. Okay. Um, you know, it was like, well, this is a lot of people's favorite character. Let's go ahead and pump out this film. And did they like try to differentiate it from the Shrek films? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's basically a heist film, um, but at the end of the day, it I don't think it moved the chains. It didn't really do enough to make it stand out and be like, this is a worthwhile investment. Like, let me actually sit down and pay attention fully. Mm -hmm. Will it come up in conversation as DreamWorks grades? No, it doesn't. It's just kind of there. And right. you forget about it. Like... Again, I can't believe we have a sequel to this. It's been 10 years. I didn't realize it's been more years. than a decade. Right. And and it, it it did not do enough to warrant a sequel, in my opinion, at all. Right. So. And, and, you know, you say that, right? This The original Puss in Boots came out in 2011. And I remember keeping up with this as far back as, you know, when the original aired. They They were working on a sequel since like 2012 with this movie and i remember always trying to keep up with it because back then it it wasn't even called um so like the first puss in boots a little fun fact it was originally titled um puss in boots origins of of, of the ogre killer and it was going to release in 2008 as a direct-to-video sequel but as all things go in production sometimes things balloon up you see more ambition and you want to make something bigger and better than what your initial plan was. So then they went the full route of let's make a big theatrical movie with the original Puss in Boots. So that movie came out, right? And then the following year, you got news. Okay, we have a sequel in the works. Puss in Boots 2, Nine Lives and 40 Thieves. And let me tell you, this film, like I kept, I kept up with it for years. Like every once in a while, I would be like, "Is there a Shrek Five? Is there ever going to be a Shrek Five here? Let me, let me look it up." And then you would go to like the future section of the Wikipedia page, and then it would say, "Well, technically, Push and Boots Two is still in development," and it's like what 2016 at this point, 2017. I'm like, "Where the hell is it? Where is it? <laughs> where, where is it? Why have we not seen anything?" The only movie I could ever say that rivaled this type of thing where I was keeping up with it and was wondering where the hell is this? When is this movie going to come out? Take a guess. Which movie was it? 
Take a guess. Are we, are we still in the realm of DreamWorks? Still, no. Uh, no. Not in the realm of DreamWorks, but I mean. A movie you were uh, keeping, checking in to see when it would actually be released. Right. Um, like as in they, you knew it existed years and years ago. It was but, slated, but it was like, where is it? Yeah. Where is it? Oh, it kept getting. It's gotta be Toy Story Four. No, Avatar. Two. Oh, Avatar. Okay. The way okay. of the water. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. I, uh, I was just thinking about other movies that oh, kind of went okay. through development hell. Right. Uh, well, I guess you could maybe count Toy Story. Uh, hell, maybe even Toy Story Three in there. That one went through development hell. Hmm. Um. But uh, no, 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 Avatar. Two came out in like what? I'm, I'm sorry. Original Avatar came out in 09. Um, 09. Uh, Puss in Boots, 2011. And since then, I would keep up like, when, when are these movies coming out? These sequels exist, but where the hell are they? They're not canceled. No one said they're canceled. Like, I would always look it up. Everyone would say, yeah, we're restructuring the script. We're rewriting it. We got a new director, new writer. And it's crazy. But I'm so glad that this movie um waited this long to come out because you want to know something that changed the landscape Ooh, of animation yeah do it do it do it do it 2019's into the spider-verse 18 dummy 18 oh, december 2018 december you're right 2018. it was a couple months after the the ps4 game you're right you're yes. right um yes yes, yes. that get that movie change the landscape of animation mm -hmm. like easily and and this is not me like you know throwing it out there like oh you're just over exaggerating dreamworks themselves came out and i remember them saying um this inspired them to do the animation for the bad guys their 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 recent but you know before puss in boots their previous um uh movie that came out i think what this year right the bad guys um, came bad out this guys, year. I think it had like a limited release in early, I'm sorry, late uh 2021 and then yeah, okay. wide release uh 2022, yeah. Okay, okay. Right, right. But uh I I still haven't seen the bad guys. I really do. Still, it looks, still haven't seen it either. Yeah. I I I know I'm pro likely going to like it, but one thing that caught my eye with the bad guys is how how expressive it is in its animation. It looks beautiful. Um right. And the first thing that caught my eye when they dropped that first trailer for The Last Wish for Puss in Boots 2, the animation that you do you remember the first trailer? It's the one where he's um uh like zipping and jumping across the rooftops while something's yeah, it's, like it's, it's, swinging at him. It's essentially the uh the big the first act or the I'm sorry, the opening the, act of the film. Right. Um I noticed it. And it, it, it didn't click for me that, oh my gosh, they're kind of doing Into the Spider-Verse. I looked at it, I was like, what the fuck is this? What are they doing? It, it didn't register in my head that right. they were going for that kind of animation style. But again, after watching that trailer, all I really felt was like, do I do I need this movie still? I still yes, was that team. You do. I was still very much the team this uh, cool i can't believe they're putting all their money into this new animation style for a movie we don't need <laughs> and i i was like a movie that's probably not even going to be that good wow because again you know mind you all this development hell and it's crazy because spider-verse took like five years to make 
So right. all this stuff that you're saying is, I, I, you could have done this in five years. It makes sense. This time that it really mm -hmm. did take to get this sequel out, probably benefit it benefited from that. But I think it did. It's just this character, Puss in Boots, was a caricature of another one of Antonio Banderas's characters. You know, I never put that together until like this past week. <laughs> Oh my God! Come on! I had no idea. The P, the P. Yes, yes. The Z. Come Zada! on! And look where we are now. He's no longer a sidekick. He's a leading character, and then all these people are collaborating together to get this film out. And now it's here. Are you satisfied now? Oh. I mean, I guess the better question is, I mean, I guess I, I guess it's already alluded to that. I did not care for this film prior to its release. I am overwhelmingly satisfied with the final product. This is it's crazy. Can't believe I'm here. I'm here. It's it's quite insane as to how much I enjoyed this movie. Mm -hmm. um, it had no right. <laughs> it had no right. <laughs> I don't know who they thought they were. But they came in and they just slapped the shit out of you. And they're like, oh, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel things in this movie. Like, we got something for your ass. We, we got, got something. <laughs> um, let's, so so what, what sells this movie, right? Uh, a quick plot synopsis, right? Like, you want to bring us in on this? Sure, sure. I mean, goodness. I, I couldn't even tell you where we left off in the first movie. That's how irrelevant it is to me. And I, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. All I remember is Humpty Dumpty was the villain. He was defeated or, you know, whatever. And and um, Kitty Softpaws was yeah, a character Kitty Softpaws. in there. Yeah, that's if anything it. is worth mentioning, they have a relationship that's not further, like, it's not super explored. We get more of it here. All right, quick synopsis. Where, where, what's going on? Um, put some boots. He's uh he's tangoing with death. Uh he has now finished off eight of his lives. He has one more life to live. And death is coming for him. And I'm just gonna leave what? it at that. It's not revealed. A, it's not I'm gonna leave it at that. Right. I'm gonna leave it at that. That's uh, I'm you see what I'm saying? I'm leaving it at that. Okay. Death is death is coming for Puss. And Puss is now fearful for his final life. And uh, he's no longer the legendary hero he once was. So, uh, rightfully so, something pulls him back into the game. A wishing star. It's a race for the wishing star. And with this wish, Puss seeks to regain his nine lives so he can become the legend again. The legendary Puss in Boots. Meanwhile, I say it's a race because there are other factions that are out here trying to get their wish and get their hands on the wishing star. Right. We have Goldilocks and the Three Bears um right it, right you have little jack horner and you have the return of kitty softpaws and we're just invited on a journey with puss and these new characters uh as he again deals with the ideas and the themes of death and appreciating life and you know really just stopping and smelling the roses Ooh, and really yes yes you see what i did there right. and really taking a step back and really realizing what's important um and that's your basic synopsis 
everything in between everything I just said is incredible. Speaking of in, with what? W with what they did, it's incredible. Right. Speaking of incredible, that opening scene. Mm -hmm. My God, 10 out of 10. Yeah. That immediately with the action, the animation of Puss and Boots just fighting off these uh what the the henchmen of the governor and yes. that song. Oh my god. Who's your favorite fearless hero? <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's so good. Um we got to give a shout out to uh Ethor Pereira. Um he, okay. he scored the he scored the film. Uh he scored the songs uh from Brazil, Brazilian composer. So I feel oh, there's a wow. lot of yeah, okay. um unaware. I feel there's a lot of um like uh there's like samba in there, there's salsa. Um it's just, it's it's so well done. And then I feel the guitar is the biggest standout. But yeah, that mm -hmm. as you said, that whole opening sequence is wonderful. And that whole opening sequence, I think the most important thing is that it introduces us to the animation switch over where we get you know kind of uh kind of you know obviously like an updated version of the real realistic animation of shrek mm. but it's in, it's not even the same it's not even the same it's not like like it, it's something where i'm questioning if they ever revisit the shrek franchise which they will that's their that's their magnum opus at dreamworks how are they going to look in this art style? That that's my question. Like, no, absolutely. Is it too yeah. jarring? Is it is because you know Shrek, the original Shrek franchise was always like a semi-realistic art style. Yes. With how they tackled things with animation. This one definitely embellishes it. I guess the more, I mean, God, Shrek is a cartoon. Like, it feels like a storybook. A storybook. That's like, a like an great actual fairy tale. Yes, it it sure does. But then the action sequences, as we said, you can clearly see the webs of Ooh. Into the Spider-Verse here. Uh, it changed the game. That movie it, changed the way animation is done. It, it did. It, it set the bar. It set the bar. Because what now what you got here is every significant action sequence in this film literally transitions to this stylistic painting based like watercolor type animation and we talked about it as we exited the theater it's like stop motion times a hundred and it's in it works it works and it's so good it is and, and mind you you know we know it's not stop motion but like if you see into the spider-verse it's that style in a way, especially with the action. Like uh, the characters have like this weird, like low frame rate, like movement style when things pick up. When things slow down, when they're just, you know, characters talking or making jokes or whatever, they move around like, you know, like your typical 3D animated film. But when, when the heat picks up, oh my God, you right there, the webs. The webs are all over it. And it's a good thing. I, I don't mind. I'm glad Spider-Verse left that influence on the industry for people to take inspiration from. That's insane. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a copy and paste. It's very much 
we are recognizing what they did. We're going to try to do our own thing, but we, we, we give you your flowers because we probably would have never thought to do this if y'all hadn't done it so excellently first. So we, we are treated to this throughout the whole film. These action sequences that are very reminiscent of the Spider-Verse. And it 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 it's it, it takes it and does it its its own thing. It's a, a very much, you know, it's not a copy and paste. It's it's very much, hey, 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 let me look at the answers, but I'll I'll make it look like I did it myself. Right. Um, right. But it's still like original enough to not make you be like, oh, this is just Spider-Verse. No, exactly. It's it's just it is such a trip from beginning to end to where I could not, and I'm dead serious, I could not wait until the next set piece because I knew I was going to be in for a visual treat, um, you know, because they go in. They, they they are insane with how they handle um, the action sequences in this movie. Um, and But, of course, you know, a film doesn't just stand on its own by just, you know, showing off pretty colors and flashes on screen. It's got to have the core makings of a great story and great characters to carry that story on its shoulders. There is not a single bad character in this movie. You cannot name me one. And if you if you name me one, I'll show you a liar. I'll show you a liar as well. It's it's int it's interesting, you know, when you say that because, again, this is part of the Shrek franchise. We have had two Shrek films where we have had bad characters Ooh. amongst good characters. All right. Okay. Okay. But as you said, there are no bad characters in this movie, and it's crazy to me. Like, where was this attention to detail in your magnum opus? Like, you're 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 on your fourth entry. Shrek Forever After. Your why are we getting finale. Right, the finale. Why are we getting characters that we walk away? Hey, what was their name again? Like, Machimi Chonglestan. I, I know his name. Oh, I know you do. Right. I, name me the other ogres. <laughs> I don't remember the other ogres. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> That's uh, it's it, crazy. It, it really is because, you know, this is like what I like to call. Uh, the DreamWorks paradox where DreamWorks, despite what you may say about DreamWorks, in a lot of ways, DreamWorks was spawned out of, um, in a lot of ways, hate and and um, despite. You, I, I'm sorry, not, not despite, spite. It was spawned out of spite yeah. against Disney. Yeah, we all know course. the origin stories of DreamWorks. And I feel like when you carry that spite, like into like like you form your company, your 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 animation juggernaut with that spite in mind, you can make great things to like try to show the man, hey, we can compete with you. At the same time, that can carry into just ugly ass projects <laughs> where you're like, uh, what is this? Are you are you are you referring to any film in particular? Oh my God! Shark Tale. Okay. Um, yeah, right. My God. Uh, home. All right, mind uh, you, folks at home. Uh, Doctor Jace just dropped some names. Not saying that they're bad movies, but the quality in comparison to their competition is obviously noticeable. The gap. 
you For cannot sure. tell me that home you know what no you cannot tell me shark tale is in the same conversation as either shrek one or two as no. as a great as a great dreamworks uh film it's not and the reason why i i bring that up is because when dreamworks has this passion for a project and they really just home in on that idea home in on that you know what whatever it is that they're trying to write they make some of the best animated films like period kung fu panda you. all right yes there oh you my go. god like that it you can tell one through three all of them all, all of three them. of them correct uh, which is insane because shrek doesn't have that shrek has one and two you, you know another one how to train your dragon yes, all exactly. three of them all three all three of them all three there's not a dud in them and and you see it when it when they put their mind to it they create just just masterpieces and then you know you look at some of the duds like uh sinbad everyone forgets sinbad people put on these rose tinted goggles like oh my god remember how great sinbad was legend of the seven seas sinbad voiced by brad pitt and uh that other lady uh, yes, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones. It's not enough because it's, it's a lot of enough. it's a lot of fluff. It's a, it's a lot, lot of fluff. fluff. B movie, okay. B movie has a cult following. I, uh, I, I'll it give, does. I'll give B movie its its flowers. Ooh, it's a literal flowers. Ah, um, clever. But um, anyways, I mentioned all of this right because you when they put their mind to it. They're giving us characters that are great in this film. And I felt, I saw passion. There was a passion in this movie. Puss in Boots, obviously the main character. Fantastic. Fantastic in this movie. He goes through an arc that... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I was tearing up in the theaters. Neither Shrek 1 nor 2 got me crying. Ever. Never, never, never. never. Not, that's that's not to discredit the Shrek films. It's not. Um, Before Shrek 1 and 2, GOAT status. They they yes. still are GOAT status. Yes. And it's it's interesting, you know, a lot of people call this, you know, the Logan of the Shrek franchise. Oh, God. that Yeah, that phrase. Now, now, when people said that, of course, we're thinking, okay, so that means it's the best film in the franchise. Yeah, I like, like, people, like, what did you mean? What, right. what does that mean by, yeah, yeah. Well, by walking out of the theater, I think what they really mean is it's a very introspective film on a character. Logan was very introspective and gave you great, you know, insight on Wolverine as a character and you reflect on his whole journey in the franchise and you're treated with this, you know, this outing with him that culminates in this really emotional uh, arc. And that is what you get with Puss in Boots. And but the thing is, you know, uh, different from Wolverine is that Puss in Boots was a sidekick 
as I said earlier, Puss in Boots was not probably warranted this emotional arc. But what we get here is just it's it's so well done. So are we are we talking puss right now as a character? We're talking puss. And you know, you mentioned that it's the Logan of the franchise. I remember walking out of the theater with you uh after seeing this movie and I I do see the Logan comparison when you put it as a character piece. Yes. I think surface level if you just want a straightforward this is going to click with anyone, whether or not you see the movie. It's the Bumblebee of the Shrekverse. You remember the Bumblebee okay. film? The Bumble of Transformers, yes. Transformers, right. 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 Where yes. you had oh, your... oh, very good point. Very good parallel. Yeah. Right. You have your main Transformers films, uh, you know, for better or worse. Some were good, some were ass literally and, i think you're talking about one and the rest are ass <laughs> one was good the rest were terrible and then so like everyone's kind of tired they're like okay no more transformers movies they're uh no more shrek movies Ooh, and uh we're done we're done we don't want to watch these anymore in comes a spinoff where you're like why the hell would i care bumblebee puss in boots the squeakle not the first one uh and and it comes in and it's like this is insane. This, this is actually great. This is a great... Are you going to continue with the franchise after this? You know, are we going to get a Transformers 6 after Bumblebee? Which I, I guess I we, mean, we... We, we have one. We are. Yeah. Yeah. The Rise yeah. of the Beast. <laughs> like right. It's, it, it, it's a direct follow-up to the Bumblebee film. And, and there you go. It, it revitalized the franchise. Same with... I, I feel like this is probably... The th this is probably the um, what do you call it? What are those things that that doctors use? Oh, like, uh, uh, defibrillator, defibrillator. Yeah, defibrillator. Um, yeah. it's likely Clear. what they need. Clear to bring back the Shrek verse and make the Shrek five that's been hinted at for over a decade. I, I mean, with the ending of the movie, it kind of alludes. I mean, we'll yes, talk about it yes, more. Yeah, we have right, right. We'll save yeah, it. We'll, we'll save it. it. Let's save it. But um, but but Puss in Boots, the character, you were he, saying. Okay, so he's literally he lost eight of his lives, and that was a very funny sequence watching him lose eight of the lives, and then uh, we see him come to grips that he does have one life with that great action scene with the wolf. Um, oh my god, the wolf! You know, I thought he was like the big bad wolf um, at first. So I, I thought about that too, but I was like, "Wait a minute! There was already the wolf." Um, oh, in the gr the grandma yes, outfit. Oh, yes. I forgot. Okay. So I was trying to piece together. I was like, Man, "Maybe there's some other wolves." There's, there's that's the little red Riding Hood wolf, but he's not the same wolf as the three little pigs. So I was mm. like, "Oh, maybe this oh. is a different wolf." That's oh. how I try to. Which, I could. Which. Strict. Go ahead. I, I mean, again, I, I don't really remember. The first Puss in Boots, but all I remember is like Humpty Dumpty and Jack and Jill were like their fairy tale tie-ins. Yeah. They do a very good job in this film with their fairy tale tie-ins. Yeah. A, a lot of them are just like little Easter eggs. Like yeah. little little knickknacks. I mean, you mostly see them through um Jack Harlow. Right? Jack Harlow, the rapper. <laughs> What's the fairy tale's name? <laughs> Jack, Jack Jack Horner. Jack. <laughs> Jack Horner. You said Jack Harlow. <laughs> Jack Horner. Jack Horner. Um, 
Yeah, no, like like you see you see the um the fairy tale creatures most I mean the Easter eggs of fairy tales through them. You see a lot of them. You see like, you know, Cinderella, um Oh my goodness, Aladdin. Uh, the Cinderella, Aladdin, Sleeping Beauty. Uh, I mean, they even make allusions to just, you know, overall magic. The Phoenix is there. Right, um, right. Jiminy Cricket is there. Uh, Jiminy oh, Cricket. We'll, we'll get to oh, Jiminy we'll Cricket. Get there, we'll get there. Um, but no, 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 I just, I, what I mean is just like, that's effort. That's effort that you didn't, I don't think we saw on the first Puss in Boots. I don't think, I, saw, I think we saw like a very lukewarm a bit of it in shrek 4 and shrek 3 so again mm -hmm. i applaud puss in boots for doing it again everything everything i have nothing bad to say about this film i really don't um so yeah yeah it's there the fairy tale times i don't know which big big bad wolf it is but this wolf you know he, he's I'm, terrifying he's terrifying like i'm puss i'm puss in boots I, i've never been touched by a blade he touches him and that's fear Fear. Fear. Fear up. me if you dare. Right. This dude doesn't fear him. He doesn't. And it's it's so like they just do this so well where if I'm feeling the same emotions that Puss is feeling, this wolf has this whistle. Every time he enters the seed, that thing is is piss inducing. Like I'm like, it's scary. He just does yeah. this whistle. And and puss when he hears it he knows what what he gets his like like the the hair on his uh, arm the, stands the hair, up the hair everywhere stands up on his back on his right. tail everywhere right um just a, yeah very good job at really having uh, allowing us to empathize with puss uh yeah we see puss lose to the wolf uh he runs away which is very thematic as far as you know running away from your problems or running away from acceptance. Running away uh, then, from what could be death. What could be like, death, right? And then he he appears multiple times, and or not even just like multiple times, but every time you see Puss get into a scuffle with anybody, you are fearing that he could just show up at any time, right? And then he does show up with that whistle, and mm -hmm. uh, boom, uh, you're like, oh. Puss ain't gonna do shit now in this fight. Uh and you watch him the, the whole movie really again run away from the wolf. Pick it uh, up. Uh we, we huh? Pick it up. Pick it up. <laughs> right, pick it up. <laughs> I, uh, he, I like it. And and that's another good thing too. Thematically, he lost his sword in the beginning right. of the film. Right. That's his identity. That's like Wolverine losing his claws. Yep. for the film um he loses his identity he has no idea who he is anymore uh put some boots and we watch him grapple with this we learn that he's ran away in the past he's run away from kitty and you know in a potentially great life uh for his own selfish reasons and whatnot uh so that's really his journey it's like he's gotta step up and face his inner demons his uh his own personal baggage that's right. kind of his thing but he's got people along to help him uh who you want to talk about first you want to bring up kitty well 
since we just got off of um the big bad wolf, I guess we'll just quote him as that. He he seems bad. Sure. He's big. Yeah. He's a wolf. He is. Um uh so Puss in fear of death decides to take the extreme route and shield himself off from the world. Yes. By going to what's her name? Miss Lumina? Oh, Luma? uh goodness gracious mama luna mama luna mama Lu oh wait luna or luma luna like moon. luna like moon okay luna he goes over there and he decides hey this is the best and safest place to be and he's living the monotony of just not really living life to its fullest he is just he's eating. becoming a cat he's becoming a cat yeah he's just eating sleeping pooping uh yeah uh, using the uh uh, the litter box yeah and, and it's just it's it's funny because this is not the life that he intended to have but it's the only one where he considers himself safe from the world and in this place he encounters one of the new characters let's in... call him pero pero at this time perito no no pero well unless you want to call him i mean he calls him perito very early on does he i thought he i thought i, I are you sure because i think that was part of the arc is that he's Pedro, he's Pedro, and then gradually, then he becomes Perito. I have no idea. He's the dog, I guess. Uh, he's the dog. He's the I, dog. No, I'm, I'm saying it now because, again, this is a credit to them. This is a yes, credit to the yes. writing. He's Pedro. So so, from, so they do so they do call him Pedro early on. Early on, he is straight up Pedro. Okay. By, okay. Maybe, by maybe halfway through the second act, do they call him Perito. Okay, okay. So Perro is a dog, obviously, a dog. that is um, disguising himself as a cat. Uh so he can live a carefree life just like Puss, right? He he yeah, wants uh, a yeah. home. He wants a home. He, he wants a home. He was previously abandoned in a terribly sad story that he doesn't even realize how sad it is. Um Ain't that the beauty of it? Oh. He, right, because he uh, it's just he keeps moving. He keeps moving forward. He doesn't let the one significant negative instance in his life bring him down. He finds value in other things that keeps him going. Um, so he gets entangled with Puss just because he wants a friend. They're both talking animals, which again is not across the board in the Shrek verse. Um, right, right. There are rules to this. <laughs> right, there are rules to this. So, um, He's tagging along for the ride. What is the ride? Well, Puss is in search of, as as we stated earlier, there's a wishing star, but they need a map. Uh, we learn from our other quadruplet of characters, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Uh, they're a crime syndicate, or as crazy. the mom likes to. Are they? Oh, oh, they're their own crime syndicate. Uh, the mom would like to call it a crime family. Okay. Okay. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, they're they're their own crime syndicate, and they wanted to hire Puss to steal the map for them, so they can get the uh, wish. And now Puss is gonna go get it for himself to get his nine lives, and Beto's here for the ride because he won't go away. Right. He just tags along. He's like a leech, a lovable he loves leech, Puss. lovable he leech. Him. Right. And um, from from there we get. Yeah, just this unlikely pairing. Right, right. Um, 
and you know, at this point, you know, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, they're kind of like, um, I mean, they're the ones that introduced the concept of the wishing star at this stage. Um, Puss finally sees that as his out when he encounters them. Um, he's like, oh, wow, a wishing star? I can wish back my nine lives. Not realizing, like, Puss, I mean, you could wish back your nine lives, but you could still die after nine lives are taken and you're back you're back to where you are again but i i think that's the point i think that's the point of the film uh you know wishing for something that you think is going to bring you eternal happiness when in reality it's going to be something temporary it's mm -hmm. not something everlasting he, the, because in the entire time he never once said I, i'll wish for immortality he said i want nine lives right so uh but that sets off the quest and I think the first thing they do is first go off and they meet their uh the the other new character that we mentioned earlier from the nursery rhyme. Yes. Um I'm I'm gonna say Jack Harlow again. What's his name? Horner, little Jack Horner or Big little Jack Horner, Little Jack Horner. So so what rhyme is this? This is this was the one I was not familiar with. I'm I'm I've heard the name. I'm I myself am not too familiar with it either. I got it right here. Little Jack Horner sat in the corner eating his Christmas pie. He put in his thumb and pulled out a plum and said, what a good boy am I? I, great. Okay, uh, okay. I, I guess that's the comedy in it because I think even there were some characters that were like, aren't you the fairy tale of Jack Horner? And he's like, no, I was a nursery rhyme. I'm more of a nursery rhyme. Uh, John Mulaney uh, okay. sold it. He does, he does very well. Um, but he's he's scarred. This is a scarred character. We get a lot of scarred characters in this film, right? He and has a it, lore, right? And it's interesting to watch kind of the scar. So we got Puss who's scarred, who you know is continuously running away from his problems and seeks the star to you know um, the easy way out, get rid of his problem. Battle is scarred unknowingly, lives life to the fullest regardless of his you know upbringing. Jack Horner is scarred and now has a personal vendetta against, I guess, magic um, and whatnot, because he was upstage by another magical boy. Who is? Who is Pinocchio from <laughs> the Pinocchio from the Shrek franchise. That's hilarious. Hilarious. Why is um, he getting all the attention? I'm an actual real boy. <laughs> I've been a boy this whole time. <laughs> um, great, great, great throwback. Very great um, throwback, and with without it being in your face, like, ooh, look, here are some of the Shrek characters. Ooh, this was actually well done. Well, this let me say well this. Let me say this because we actually forgot to mention. Uh, well, this film again. I don't. I don't think I'm actually. I'm like a hundred percent. They didn't make any real references to the greater Shrek franchise in the first Puss in Boots. We yeah, I, I think it was very three. isolated. Very isolated. Very isolated. Very and to the point we didn't even know if Puss in Boots was a prequel or a sequel. We didn't. We had no idea. I, I think there were some hints here and there that maybe it was post Shrek Four. Maybe, I, but but again, isolated, isolated. Yes. Like there's no confirmation. I I I get the feeling that. They did meet Shrek already at this point, but you don't know, okay, well, which Shrek, though? Like, Shrek 2's Shrek? Shrek 3's Shrek? 
Shrek 4, Shrek. Well, this this film confirms it. This right, right. This one well, does. One, well, one we get this funny tie back. We get how Puss lost one of his lives, which was hilarious as well. Uh, do you wait, remember? Wait, which one was this? Puss, I think you put the oven too high. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not the gumdrop buttons. Gingy. Gingy. Okay. I'll tell you. Oh He's like, no fear, gingerbread man. <laughs> he he did set the oven too high. He right. burnt, burnt himself to death. Mm -hmm. uh, gingy as a witness. So, so we uh, know at the very least from a scene like that, post Shrek, he's met Shrek and friends already at this point so that well so then go ahead the final confirmation no you go ahead go no ahead. no no i actually want you so that oh. because I, I i kind of low-key forgot a ah bit. when he first encountered the wolf his life flashed before his eyes and what flashed we saw him get his boots from imelda which is in the first one we learned right that. uh we see him kind of be the legend and we see him with shrek and donkey and it was like and i really that that was emotional for me because i'm like one finally some connectivity to the shrek first right. two he values them he values that them. is a key moment in his life yes like it was it was it wasn't just a rant because someone's gonna bring it up it wasn't just Hulk smashing in from the ceiling or Shrek saying, we are uh, in the Shrek verse. This is the Shrek uh, CU, the Shrek cinematic universe. This was an emotional bit where yes, it is a callback to a character, but it was, it was so subtly charming. He values them. That's I perfection. Perfection. Yeah. I love like, it. it it's cathartic. It felt good. It felt good to see the Shrek franchise validated in this film. And then as a character for Puss, like, you know, for a man who seems overwhelmingly selfish and self-absorbed, he actually does care about things and people. And it was nice to see. It was nice. And as you said, it was subtle. It wasn't egregious. It wasn't overdone. It was boom. And then that's it. Right. And it was enough. It was enough. It was. Uh, I like yeah. it. Yeah, good and, stuff. And then we, I mean, we'll save it for the end. But then there was the the final yes. Easter the final. egg. That was the yes. that was the final one where I'm like, come on, man, give it to me, give me the <laughs> nice next one. A nice cherry on top. A, a nice cherry on top. A very nice one. Um, right. And but, uh, oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was I was gonna say back. Are we going back to Jack yes, Horner? Or, yes. Okay. Yes. So back to Jack Horner. Uh, he hoards magical items. Uh, so the wishing star and the map to the wishing star is very much on his agenda. Uh, Puss sneaks in, retrieves the map, and he also retrieves Kitty Softpaws. Kitty Softpaws is there. Kitty Softpaws is back. Uh, I don't remember where they left off in the first film. Uh, mm, I want to say yeah. bad note. Uh, they were on bad terms. I want to say they were on bad terms. I clearly really don't remember i well because in the first film i don't think there ever was like a wedding scene it was uh see i i, I there was no scene again i think they 
very oh uh, what's the word they alluded to it they alluded to it um mm. their history their past but we don't get much we don't learn much mm. about it in uh um, in the movie the final scene it says puss and kitty finally share an outlaw kiss so they did end on good terms in the oh movie. maybe they um maybe they got maybe son what was it san paulo or no i don't i don't know the name of the city they kept mentioning in this film oh yeah um, the city in this film they were talking about was something isolated from the movie uh, originally when kitty when they met kitty softball santa colomba santa colomba santa colomba when she was bringing up that city in my head i was thinking oh wait was that like the city they were in in, in the Puss in Boots original movie. And yes, me also, too, me too. That also made me think, oh, wow, I, I guess, did they really end on bad, ter bad terms in that movie? I don't remember that. But as the movie goes on, you learn that there was a wedding scene that was very heartbreaking where Puss in Boots just, you know, he, he was going to marry her and right. he didn't show up. Neither did she, but that's, but that's beside the point. He did not show up. And, uh... That at that point, I was like, oh, okay, this is post Puss in Boots one, right? It's because there post... was no wedding scene in in the first one, right? Right. So they were they well, we don't learn it's a church until much later, but um, I yeah, they're on bad terms, uh, but of course, um, they're about to be in it together because Jack and I mean Goldilocks and Three Bears show up, um. Mm -hmm. Jack Horner and his arsenal of magical weapons, uh, they they stand no chance. So, and now they're a trio. It's Puss, Kitty, and Perro. And Kitty wants it to uh, wish for someone she can trust. Right, um, right. She's she she has trust issues, um, predominantly because of Puss. Um, and then from here we get we get an adventure. We get an adventure, and I, I feel what you think you get from this setup is that it's going to just be kind of action here, break here, action here, finale. And that's what happens. That's what happens. Again, it's everything along the way that makes this unique and something special. Um, right. Like you where learn you wanna... a little bit about um, Perro's backstory. Like okay. Like Pero. ended up how he was how did how did he end up what happened what, to him? um he he uh, he was part of a litter of other uh puppers yes and um they apparently found him just as annoying as <laughs> as uh you know puss and kitty and um yeah from there you know they would play hide and seek they would always have him be it and it would be a game of them trying to lose him and get rid of him because they they wanted nothing to do with him. It got to a point where they got so good at the game that they stuffed him in a sock, stuck a rock in it, and what threw him in the river or in, threw him a, in the river. Like they tried to kill him, <laughs> and he doesn't realize that, and he never realizes it throughout the entirety of the film. And I think that's important for a character like him. You know, it's what he he just keeps moving forward yes he doesn't let the mere concept of yeah my siblings just tried to kill me <laughs> hold him down I, I i think it's beautiful 
Well, it's it's beautiful given kind of what's going on with Puss. He's he's the antithesis right now to Puss. Puss is running from his problems. He is not appreciating or not appreciative of life. And he's letting all this baggage wear him down. And now he's a former shade of himself. While this dog here, yeah, as you said, just keeps moving forward. And what's really good too, and again, it's it's not in your face. You know, they mention it and then show not tell. They show it. Right. Pero has a dream um, to be a therapy dog. Yes. And, and you think it's a throwaway line because he, he mentions it, what, just once? He right? mentions it once, once. Right. And it's it's these subtle ways where, you know, he mentions it once and you're like, oh, yeah, that's it. He's not going to do anything else after this. But no, his entire time when he's talking to Puss, he's listening. He's talking to him and Puss is, you know, giving out his problems and trying to just kind of reflect on himself. Sometimes he sees how messed up he is and how he's trying to improve. And that's the whole point of listening. That's what uh that's what Pedro is doing. And then, oh my God, I I I I kind of want to save this scene for when we get to it, but there's a scene where it hits the nail on the head. Ooh, He's a yeah. therapy dog. Sure, sure. We could we could save it. We could save it. But it's 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 excellent setup for just their character dynamic. Um right. like he even he says, You wanna rub my belly? You want to rub my belly? Multiple times. Multiple times, right. Um, mind you, there's a scar on his belly, which looks really sad, too. Oh, um, dark. But, like, like, as you said, you know, he meant, they mentioned it once. And to me, it's almost like, you know, and again, this this must be some next-level writing. It's like they took the character of Puss in Boots and they put him in the, like, the couch in a therapist's office. He said, right. let's build a story from a conversation. You know, as you said, right. Pedro's listening the whole time, and he's never like once kind of like shunning Puss for his decision making. You know, mm. uh, he's just kind of he's he's uh, he's laying it out for what it is. He's like, oh, you you're technically still running away, aren't you? You know, uh, right? Like he's he's like he's hearing what he's saying, and then he is he's not dishing it back out at him. He's putting it in perspective he's like oh okay so you you don't trust anybody um you know right right he's right he's literally the therapist in this it, it's he's crazy the, he's a therapist he's, he is um and kitty too has her own interactions where again her issue is about trust and uh through her, the interactions we learn why she doesn't trust anybody and you know uh she gradually grows to trust both of these individuals, uh, Pedro and Pusterout. Right. But dare I say, you know, we're on this journey with these three, the uh, team friendship. Team um, friendship. Again, I didn't know we would get Goldilocks and the Three Bears to be characters in this film. I thought they were just going to be villains. I That was my biggest worry with them. I was like, yeah, it's cool that we have a, a you know a, a cool spin on a fairy tale character because th that was the whole thing with Shrek, right? Yes, you bring yeah. in 
some fairy tale that you know from you know your childhood and they add like an interesting spin to it so like you know um in the original puss in boots jack and jill were in the when were in there but the twist was jack and jill were like an outlaw um married couple i think right right um, yeah that essentially uh so yeah they bring in goldilocks and she's like this at first it seems like like a tamer of the three bears that uh that she you know broke into the house of and i thought <laughs> yeah. that I, I thought they were gonna leave it at that it, mind you um goldilocks is voiced by florence Pugh. florence Pugh, it's freaking florence Pugh. insane i i, I wasn't expecting that she's on a fucking roll man she, she she's making rounds and waves everywhere it's crazy it's crazy um but yeah, they have character. There's layers that everyone is an onion. Everyone's an onion. Yeah, everyone's an onion. Eat some might be a rotten onion, but everyone's an onion. Everyone, everyone. Uh, and yeah, it's just well, at first they when the bears first come on, you don't even know that they're like, uh, you know, intelligent. <laughs> they're just kind of right. right, and yeah. then they talk, and they all have British accents. Uh, Ray Winestone, Olivia Coleman and uh samson kayo uh he's a new name i had to look him up but uh yeah goldilocks they adopted goldilocks uh right. goldilocks broke into their house and they took her in she's an orphan and you know it's like well what does what does goldilocks what does goldilocks want with the star i want and, things to be what uh different um just right just oh oh see again that's i love that that it's you know perfect it's, it's perfect it's perfect because one you thought it would be a throwaway because they did it earlier on where they're like the bears are like oh it's too hard you too think soft. it's the, you think it's the gag with them being the fairy tale yes we know the story about goldilocks and the three bears the porridge the bed the chairs it's too hard too soft just right and you think it's like oh okay yeah whatever just right sure whatever there's layers to what she is saying yes uh, i think um uh, she she has a hard life um her her relationships with the bears is quite soft because they're a family so the so the bears see it you know they call her sister call right. her daughter she calls him mom she calls him pop but it's not just right she wants to go to the star and make things just right and again i i, I heard it and i was like okay they're not going to do anything more with this no it keeps coming back and they really flesh it out um jack horner just wants it for what just domination of the world he magic. wants to control all magic I guess so he's the he's the most generic uh character. He is. He is. And, he's, and oh, go ahead. Oh, he's a Saturday morning cartoon villain. He is, and and I'm glad that it's it's something that you as an audience member can tell. But just in case you couldn't, there's an extra character to really <laughs> drive home <laughs> how terrible <laughs> Jack is, and it's none other than your good conscience on your shoulder. Jiminy uh, Cricket. Jiminy Cricket, or what should be Jiminy Cricket. Because uh, he's got a magical bag of magical items. Jiminy Cricket is in the bag. Right. Uh, and he, he, he thinks he's going to turn into a locust swarm. 
uh, to do his bidding. No. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, I got to tell you right from wrong. Uh, I'm like the voice in your head that tells you if you should do something or not. Uh, right, right. It, 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 uh, that that this was the funniest bit for me. I can tell you would not shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, Jiminy Cricket is literally just telling this dude, hey, you need to think about before you send your men against those carnivorous plants. You what know? are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you doing? That like, scene, better them than me. That scene where he needs, like, a human bridge <laughs> to bring the carriage, and you hear just the crunch of everything falling in on itself. <laughs> Good job. Mind you, Jiminy, for his inclusion in the film, is trying to see there's good in everyone. There's good in everyone. By right. that scene, by that scene, he loses it. And he's just, you're terrible. You're a bad person. God, I thought you had some good in you, but you are just the worst. And he's like, what did you expect? <laughs> I told you from the get-go. I love it. I, I love it. I absolutely I, I, love it. I oh, that that had yeah, I was crying. I don't think I've cried. I mean, tears of laughter. I don't think I've cried this year for laughter wise by a film. That that put me on there. That put yeah. me on there. This this guy was just absolutely hilarious. Right. Um and and you know, we we already talked about Kitty Soft Paws and you know, the whole thing about wanting someone to trust, especially after what Puss did to her. Uh, on their wedding day and then you know all these factions finally you know clash at one right. point they're all like trying to get the map and it ultimately ends up in uh who 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 gets the map for oh the the bears the bears get the, the map first bears get the map yeah they the get, bears the map get the first. map first um and i want to mention this scene because again it, it ties back to the whole thing with Berro and puss um, in the middle of this fight, this is probably like the like the first serious fight Puss is in, like the serious one where he has to fight back. Um, it's since, back in the game. It's like a right, right. And my kitty, he, kitty gives him. Sorry, kitty gives the, him. Yes, the, yes. The dagger. The, um, the dagger. The dagger. Right, right, right. Um. So and and yeah, you see it in Puss's face when he's fighting. This is not the same Puss. He's not confident. He's scared of everything that's like, you know, almost grazing him, like the 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 unicorn horns. The unicorn, yeah. That are being fired. Mind you, Jack is just killing all his guys. Oh my God. Yeah. He's uh, often all his the baker's dozen. The baker's dozen. <laughs> it's it's just he's killing all of them with no remorse whatsoever. Um, and then, you know, it gets to a point where Puss is in the middle of all this chaos, and he starts hearing the whistle. Mm. Mind you, part of me doesn't even know if that whistle was like, was the wolf actually there? Or did Puss manifest an illusion of that whistle because of how much he was cheating death in that fight? There's chaos all around him, and he's scared. He's flying everywhere, and just as he gets one moment of pause to be like, oh my god, I, I could have died so many times in this sequence right here. He starts hearing the whistle. 
I don't think the wolf was there. Oh, you know what? That is a really good point. Um, yeah. It he he technically yeah only appears when Puss is either super high and mighty and not valuing life and like uh, pour me a, pour your pour your heaviest cream. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. You know. Or, uh, or in these action sequences where, I mean, Jack Horner is just, whoever gets in the way, they're dead. They could right. very much be puss. And then the whistle comes. Exactly. And the reason why I even believe that even more, no one acknowledges that that the wolf is there. Right. Only puss hears and sees him. Kitty doesn't see or hear him. Jack, uh, the, the Goldilocks characters, no one sees him in that instant. So for like I I just like that because then of course you, you know the hair stands up again on Puss Heart starts racing makes a mad dash into the forest he is right. running for his life and Bedrill catches up with him and he you know Puss is there the heartbeat the heartbeat he's having an anxiety attack yes 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 everything is quiet and right. that's all you hear and. Betro hears it, and he like he's asking Puss, "Are you are you okay? What's wrong? What's wrong?" And then he does what therapy dogs do, and he just he just lays there to comfort him. Yes. Oh, masterpiece. Yes, masterpiece. Incredible. <laughs> I love this scene because it works. It, it like it calms Puss down. This is what he needed. And you yes. see finally that therapeutic aspect of Ferro's character coming back again. But this time it's in your face. He's finally doing something that's just so concrete. And the, in, in the fact that, okay, I'm a therapy dog. You want to see real world therapy for, for a therapeutic dog? Bam. Here it is. Right there. It, it's, it's, again, the Shrek franchise has evolved so much. Uh, you can make, you know, I have my theories about what Shrek actually represents in our world and our society. Oh wow! But here, here, this is pretty blatant, and it's it's blatant to the point where it's like, if you don't get it, then you're not really paying attention to what's going on. But Puss in Boots is very much a story of someone going through like a midlife crisis. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, uh, they don't know where to turn. Um, Kitty earlier in the film says. You know, uh, Pedro, Pedro says he wants to be a therapy dog. Um, and Kitty's like, oh, Puss, you need therapy. You've been needing therapy. And it's like, you know, Puss is very too high high and mighty. He's mm. too proud to seek therapy and to seek help. You know, here it is in the form of a friend who knows exactly what to do when the moment comes. Like, talking at Puss is not going to do it. He, As you said, he heard the heartbeat. Bam, puts his head down comforts him calms him down and then puss starts opening up to what's going on he is right. afraid and i think that was the like the uh i would say the cherry on top of that scene if like if you weren't won over by pero putting his head on puss you're won over by their conversation puss finally opens up about his issues why he's, he's afraid af he's afraid because he is, he's down to one life uh, he confesses as to what, what he wants his wish to be to get his lives back. He is ashamed. He feels great guilt for leaving Kitty because he knows it was wrong. 
and he doesn't know how to confront this issue. And Pedro talks him through it all. You know, therapy. 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 There. <laughs> what is that from? Is that from something? What? They're like that. Oh no, I'm thinking of Sokka and Avatar. It's like, oh, a tree. <laughs> Ew. Therapy. Of course, yes, 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 yes. Such a really good scene. It's a really good scene. It is. It is. Um, and you know, it, it, it's carried also by, you know, you kind of learning as well some of the, some of the additional backstory of you know Goldilocks and the three bears, kind of what set them on their path as well. Um, how she came to meet them, and and it, it's a little emotional. You, you can see that they're a family somewhat. Um, but you can see that, yeah, Goldilocks is kind of still, you know, hell bent on getting the star and getting her wish. And the Mama Bear character is a really good character, too, because she, she is all the while. She's never trying to hinder Goldilocks's ambitions and her dreams. She is trying to make her realize you have a family right here. But we're still going to help you in your goals. That's what family does. Right, you know? right. Because well, th she they they bring up that scene, they bring up that line. She mentions that line because of what they discover, what Goldilocks's true wish is, which right. is for her just right is having her own family of humans, and that's a gut punch to the other characters, you know, the bears, because they're like, we're we're not your family, we're not. And I love Mama Bear's thing because in any other movie, they would just be like, oh, shucks, you never considered us family. We're leaving you so that, you know, if we're not family, why are we going to help you? They don't do that. Nope. They say, because we're family, if this is what's going to make you happy, we're going to do it. Even if it means getting rid of us, even if we're just a means to an end. Yeah. I love that. This is not even the main character. They're not the main characters. <laughs> it, it's they they do a good job at they really split the time between these three factions. Yeah. Puss's group, yes. Goldilocks, and even Jack Horner for the comedy. It right. never feels that we're spending too much time with one group, or it's like, all right, can we get back to Puss? It's like we're invested now. Right. Very right. much we're in, we're invested in Goldilocks's story. We're invested in Puss and Kitty and Pe Perrito now. It's Perrito now. Yes. He's Perrito now. He's Perrito. Um even Jack and his foolishness we're invested in. So again, these factions are going to collide again. They got to get the map back. They get the map back and I can't. I, so I don't remember what happens here. I know they get the map back from Goldilocks and the Three Bear. They get the map back, and the skirmish in getting the map back kind of splits them off. So you have ah, Puss. Okay, right, right. Go ahead. Oh, oh, oh um. So uh, okay, we we got to talk about this real quick. The, you know, again, we talked about the animation as far as the, uh, you know, they're doing the like when that one turns action, they do the into the Spider Verse thing. Uh, every time someone touches the map, the landscape, they're in the dark forest. It's not even dark. Um, right. The dark forest changes based on whoever touches the map. 
And I would just like to point out masterclass in animation here too for what they do for how it transitions and turns into the next new setting. But then also they do this creative thing where you know, like two people are touching the map to where the transition stops. Right. And the, lands- the landscape is like midway through change. It's just very well done. Kind of fuses I, together a little fuses bit. Fuses together, right. And I just, I just want to point that out because... You know, as much as they did with, you know, the kind of the, the Spider-Verse thing, this is this is just DreamWorks and their own originality. Yeah. You know? Yes. Uh, so give credit where credit is due. They're still doing their own thing, you know, even mm-hmm. if, you know, you recognize inspiration elsewhere. So I, I applaud them for these scenes. So because what what happens is, uh, yeah, I think two of them grab the map and Puss opens up the Cave of Lost Souls. Right. Um, Puss gets stuck in the Cave of Lost Souls. Uh, and he has, and I think this was a really well done scene as well. He comes face to face with his past lives, which is, you know, the idea of past lives, you know, it is, you know, religiously embedded in many religions and whatnot. Uh, these past lives are probably him from like a couple of years ago, you know, he, right, right, right. He dies and then he just keeps coming back. Um, Mm-hmm. So this was funny to see that they're all here, all eight of them, and him, the ninth one, uh, and he's just having this really reflective, uh, you know, kind of intro- introspective talk with himself, you know, right. And so when you look at it from a realistic standpoint, this is kind of where, when someone seeks help, and they're you know seeking therapy. And they're rehabilitating themselves to do better and be better. This was a relapse. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Right. This was the relapse because lo and behold, in comes in the big bad wolf, right? The big bad wolf. He makes a revelation in this scene. Right. Uh, to puss and which is he's he's death he's he's literally death not metaphorically (laughs) not 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 rhetorically either (laughs) that's his line he said that that. he says that in the movie not metaphorically not rhetorically i am literally death and i and i've been with you all eight times Oh God! He shows his sickle, and it shows the the lives that he's taken from Puss. Yeah, and it's funny because he said he was always there, and he never noticed him. Mm-hmm. And that again, tie and to me, like that could have easily have just been an ass pull. That could have been like, oh, you didn't have to do this. Why Why are you making him tied back to all this other stuff? Why are you making it seem like he was tied back to his other previous lives? Why? It makes sense, though, because in those previous lives, Puss never would have noticed him because he never feared death. That's why he never noticed the dog. It's only until he gets to his last life that he notices this man he makes an appearance in front of him at the bar for the first time and he tries to kill him. Right. Genius. Gen- I was always there. You just well, never noticed me. 
it's genius because he says it's not a metaphor, but it works it's, as yes, a metaphor. It, yes, exactly. Um, exactly. But, but he is just he is the manifestation. So it's 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 layered. It's layered. layered. It's all this is probably the biggest damn onion in all the Shrek verse. Easily. Yeah. Easily. It is. It's it is. It is. It's oh, it's so well done because he says, I'm here for your arrogant ass who does not fear death, who laughs at death's face, you know, and does not value your life. You look what you've done. You've wasted eight of your lives. When are you going to stop? He's calling puss out, you know, just he's like, you know, just give me your ninth one. You don't care. You're reckless. Yeah, you know? I'm doing you the favor. Right. I'm tired of waiting around for you to mess up. It's it's done. You're coming. Pick it up. Pick it. Oh God. I love Oh actually it. no, that wasn't the scene. That wasn't the scene. Um that, was it? that's at, was no, it it's at the it's at the finale. It's at the finale. I thought he did it again in this scene. Okay. No, okay. no, he didn't he didn't throw it. He okay. uh, if he did, if he did, he didn't pick it up. Okay. Actually, no, no, no. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, it wasn't this scene because then he would have had to have done it again, and we didn't know if he had it. Right, we didn't. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay, okay. Um, which the whole time I was like, "How's how's this sword gonna come back into play?" I I knew I knew the wolf definitely had it, and he's yes. probably gonna say the line, "Pick it up." I I I want a real fight, but it wasn't gonna happen un, 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 until the finale. It wasn't Just, gonna happen. Until ooh, the finale. <laughs> this movie is so good. It is I, so good. I can't get over it. It is um, so good. But Puss, like, you know, runs away again. He runs away again. Again, more to the relapse. Relapse. Right. Yeah. And I, I love this layer of the onion because he is clearly running away in fear. But that, but he has the map with him. And this is a character that wanted to make things right with Kitty. And he was um, making it. He, apolo- he did apologize. He did apologize before this scene. But in this moment where he's running out of the cave, Kitty and Perro, after Kitty say Perro from the Goldilocks Bears, they're finally catching up. From Kitty's perspective, you know, Puss is running. They call out to him, hey, Puss, you know, we're here. And he looks back, makes eye contact, and he keeps running. But not because he not because he, he wants to betray them. He is he relapsed. He is in fear of death. But from their perspective, they don't know that. At least Kitty doesn't know that because he hasn't told her anything about what he's in fear of. So from her mind, she's thinking, wow, he's doing it again. And now she's going to relapse. She finally thinks she can trust him again. Right. And now she's she can't. And again, it's just done really well because. Oh, man, where was I going with this? Hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. Um. Oh, snap. Uh oh. Um, he fears death, but now he fears death not for his own sake, but now he won't be able to spend his life with Kitty if he loses this last life. Oh, you think he was still thinking of her in this scene? Uh, obviously, the biggest thing is just he's not accepting that he can and will die one day. But there are seeds of him, and that's what we see in his growth, that here are some people in your life that are worth spending your one life for. But, you know, instead of realizing 
you know, let me just enjoy my life. He's trying to escape death. And that's the problem. Right. So he thinks I will be able to enjoy my life with Kitty if I can escape death versus let me just enjoy my life. Does that make sense? A little bit. Yeah, I could see it. it, it for me, it was definitely more like a, of a selfish act because no doubt no doubt yeah it was. uh because there is a fear of death but also you know him wanting to gain back those lives he wants to become the legend again he wants to become the legendary puss in boots the one that's confident the one that can fight back against this thing that's chasing him and you know we get to the wishing star and this is where all the parties meet again right everyone is here you know you got jack you got the you know goldilocks and the three bears uh you got um puss you got kitty you got perrito and they're all making a mad dash for the map to make their wish um this is all really good because you get development in the fight as well you know you get um what goldilocks like coming to like she's about to make the wish that she wants She's she's got it. It's in her hands. It's over. And you have what baby bear being sucked into the void. And you yes. saw one of Jack's uh Baker's dozen men get sucked in. You're like, oh well, he's dead. Jack, Jack, help me. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't help him, of no. course. Th these people are dying, by the way. Yes, they're yes. Oh my god. Can we mention that? This movie really what what, what is this movie rated? Uh they're PG. pushing PG. PG? Yeah, PG. What they are pushing that PG rating. This is <laughs> this is borderline PG-13. There are characters, I mean, in the old Shrek movies, you know, they would show death, you know, a, a little bit like, you know, the the big um the big bell fell on Prince Charming. Lord Farquaad gets eaten. Um they they show death. Characters die in the Shrek verse. It's it's but, not gruesome. It's not gruesome. Some these of almost these, felt gruesome. Yes. Um, the whole explosion with the unicorn uh, horns, these people getting sucked into the void, wherever that was, outside of the wishing well. Didn't someone get turned into like a skeleton from something? Yes, uh, by by the 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 bird, the, the flower, the flower, the flower, oh, the flower. Yeah. Yes, from the the roses. The one of the roses ate the. Right. One of the bakers. And then we watch a bunch of them fall to their death. Yes, with the carriage from the most comedic time scene in the entire movie. Yes. So, um, uh, you know, funny enough, we were talking about, you know, the wolf is death. And here's all this death surrounding all these these characters. Um, right. Right. Exactly. It's it's just it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, um, baby bear is about to be sucked into the void. And come on, uh. Goldie, help us! And she's grappling, or she's finally gonna be able to get her wish. And then she realizes that this is her family, and it was always right in front of her. And Did not need no magic. If no, no magic, magic no magic needed. And oh my god! Oh, that's genius! I just realized they all got their wish with no magic. With no it magic. was always within their grasp. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is their best movie. This is their best movie. Uh, Again, number one. If, number one. Everything felt earned. Um, 
I, I didn't feel like it, Goldilocks rescuing Baby Bear was a forced plot point. We saw her growth. We saw her grapple. We saw her lash out at them. And we saw her come to the epiphany. It felt earned. Right. Um, is it is it that instance, too, where Puss sees that as well and has his own epiphany? Or is it when the final appearance of... I think the final appearance of death, that's because he makes the revelation to Kitty, like, death is chasing me. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? And, you know, the, the, the scuffle happens and then death actually does appear. And true like, final boss fashion. True. Fi oh, God. That was literally what I was about to say. Literally. It felt well, like maybe a not, final boss. Maybe not final boss. Maybe It's like. <laughs> Because there's one more boss after him, but uh, definitely, yeah. definitely the more, the more, the more uh, thematic, the, yes. yeah, thematic, thematic, yeah, yeah. I, That's a good I, way. I love this. Um, you know, yeah, Puss facing off against death, and he's still in this rut where he's in total fear of dying, and and then that's that's where you get the scene again where yes. he tosses him the blade. Pick, Pick it, it up. up. Pick it up. Blade's back, baby. Blade is back. The blade is back. And, and, and what happens? Sell it. What happens? Um, Mind you, he encloses them in this circle of fire. Right. Right. For a final duel. Um, and I believe he picks it up. And he still has the map, mind you. It's, it's, it's in his hand. Right. Right. He still has the map. He picks up the blade. And he's still not ready to fight. I think they... Scuffle for like a brief second and the wolf pins him down. Uh, and he's like, you know, I've been coming for you. It's your time now. And his life flashes before his eyes again. But now what flashes before him is his time spent with Perito and Kitty. And he realizes he doesn't need his nine lives to live. He was living with them he was living in the moment he was living for today because of them perrito brought him out of his funk and kitty gave him purpose right you know and from there oh i remember this is what happened um beautiful sequence too he realizes that mind you the sword was knocked away again yeah and he defends himself with kitty's sword her little dagger I love and it. I, it th thematically wise, I'm like, because in the beginning of the film, Puss in Boots works alone. No, not anymore. He is different. He has oh. changed. He has changed. He's got his sword. He's got Kitty's dagger. And he takes on the wolf. And did this feel like an anime fight to you? Yes. Yes, okay. it did. It yeah, was, I was earned. Literally, when he went dual blade with the dagger and yes. the, the sword, I remember we we're like, "Ooh!" And then the wolf too—he combines his sickle blade to oh a my god, double-sided Darth Maul. Let's get it going. He was ready. Like, he get was this ready. work, baby. <laughs> let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> this was so good. I'm like. Damn, top 10 anime fight of 2022 <laughs> is in Puss in Boots. Is Puss in Boots an fish. anime? Right, right. I was like, what is this movie? 
this was great. great it was fantastic it was it was i mean it was exhilarating it was thematic seeing seeing the confidence come back in him but it was not for like you know it it wasn't hubris it wasn't like the, the ego coming yeah. back into him right. um he clearly wanted to live for the people that he grew a bond with and he's like this is the life i'm going to live and i'm not in fear of death anymore and yeah. we get an anime fight scene it, it's fantastic from beginning to end and, and he, he oh go ahead well from beginning to end mind you he still loses no he doesn't lose i thought i, I swore he lost still no no he he he, he um remember uh he he disarms um uh yeah, disarms yeah. one of the blades right and he's like pick it up and he kicks it back to him yeah and at that point that's where um isn't that where uh death is like kind of like out of the fight now because now he's not fighting someone that's in fear of him anymore no 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 no. i say i i put it up right here he does lose he disarms one of them but death still gets the upper hand um but death was like looking at him in the eye and he's like do you fear me and you know or whatever and what happens is uh with puss's newfound perspective this is not the same puss that death was here for and he basically says you know you're no longer and that that's kind of been the thing that was being tossed around a lot in the film people kept saying you're the same old puss you know, you're the hero, you're the adventurer. Death basically says, you're not him anymore. And that's who I came for. So he says, we'll meet again. Will you be ready? Like, do, are you, will you be accepting? Because when we death meet again? will come. Like, death comes like, for everyone. Right. And right. Puss, Puss says, uh, what does he say? Asta. Uh, he says, see you later, death. Oh yeah, Spanish. he 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 says like uh, hasta muerta or, or yeah, or, hasta or, muerta, right? Yeah, so, so something like that, something like so, that. So he says, "See you later." That's him welcoming and finally accepting this is his last life, and he's gonna live it, but he's not gonna be reckless. He's not gonna be arrogant, and he's gonna live for the people who matter to him. Right. You know, not no longer for himself. No longer for himself. Right. And it's beautiful. I You could have ended it right there. You could have ended it right there. And and you know, for the most part, the movie kind of, you know, ends there. We get everything with like wrapped up in a nice bow. Um yeah. well, uh, well, I mean, there's there's the final fight, which which was still good. This was the was... better one. This was the better one. Mm -hmm. Uh but Jack, you know, Jack was subdued briefly inside his bag of wonders. Um, you know whose bag that is, right? It, uh, oh God, uh, who who's I? I know I've seen it before. Who whose is it? It's Mary Poppins. Oh, Mary Poppins. I'm right. Mary Poppins, y'all. I'm Mary. <laughs> of course, he pulled Excalibur from there. That was he fun. did, and he. I couldn't get it out of the stone, but this works just fine. <laughs> he uses it as a bat. <laughs> Stupid. Um, um so yeah, Jack comes out and he eats the um 
he eats the the cookie from Alice in Wonderland. Cookie from Alice in Wonderland, and it makes him grow like as big as a house, if not bigger. Right. Uh, right. This is where you get the let's come together, take on the true villain of this. Right. And uh, he's about to get his wish uh, because he has the map. And it's just this combined effort from everyone that mm-hmm. basically stop him from getting it. They they all come together to just rip apart the map so that it's like, all right, no one's getting this because we all got our dream in this. But we got to stop this guy. Cause we got to stop. Exactly. And it's it, it's poetic. It's like poetry. It rhymes. It, mm. It's like um, poetry. It, it's poetry. This character is the only one left out of the cast that is still chasing this th- th- this magic, th- th- this wish that will supposedly make him happy. When in reality, look what ended up happening to him. Chasing that pie in the sky ultimately got him killed. Pie but he should sky. have been he should have been looking at his baker's dozen. Yes. <laughs> and listening to his conscience on his shoulder. Yep. And he didn't do that. He he fell into his 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 own demise and then bam, he's dead. There you I go. I don't remember how he how they finished him off. Uh He just um like, you know, when they rip apart the map, it kind of causes the star to like convulge on itself. Oh, oh right. And, and, he, and he falls stuck in. in it and he's yeah. He's so, like What did I do to deserve this? Specifically? <laughs> <laughs> Gee, let me think. <laughs> that was funny. I like that. Was that was funny. Again, oh man. For him to be the comedic relief, like I mean, there's other points of comedy in the film. John Mulaney did a phenomenal job as this just this this really dumb fuck. Um who's, it was great. who's John Mulaney again? John Mulaney, uh comedian. Uh, used to be a writer for SNL. Uh, we heard John Mulaney earlier this year as Chip in the Rescue Rangers movie. Um, oh, wow. He okay. was Spider-Ham in okay. Into the Spider-Verse. Okay, I, I hear it. I hear it in Spider-Ham. Okay. Yes. yes. Got John it, Mulaney, got he's, it. His com- it, he's good. He's he's funny. He's He is indeed funny. And okay, his voice okay. is just like very... Hey, uh, hey, my name Phoenix. is Spider-Am. <laughs> right, right. So, um, he did a he did a great job here. Um, that's nice. That's nice. And I think even Jiminy Cricket finishes him off too, in a way. Yes, with the, yes, with he does. The Phoenix. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's funny. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, you know, Jack's defeated. Everyone goes their separate ways with their new lives. Everyone's basically happy um you know uh perito and kitty and puss they now are permanently team friendship they go and they steal the the governor's ship they're sailing away on their next adventure and like this this is the cherry on top this is a yeah this is like 10 cherries on top this is like what i not what i needed but what I like, you could have ended the movie earlier. I still would have given it ten out of ten, easily. Uh, mind you, mind you, what starts playing in the background? 
Somebody once uh, told me the world is gonna roll me. No, but <laughs> for for true Shrek fans, you recognize the Shrek score. I mean, they use it like in the beginning of every DreamWorks project, uh, DreamWorks animation project. Oh, did that originate from Shrek? Yes. Wow. That's I, Fiona's. That's I think it's called Fiona's theme. The right, na, 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 right. Na, na. I was like, wait a minute. Wait, what's going on here? And then we are going to first go see some old friends. And across the water, far, far away. Love it. I loved it. Loved it. Roll credits. Roll credits. You're at 11 out of 10 now. Yeah. That made you were at ten out of ten. You're now at eleven out of ten. Hands down. I didn't need that. I didn't need it either. I, I didn't need it, but it's something where I feel like this may be a launching point for DreamWorks to come back to Shrek. Yeah. May, Shrek was a powerhouse in the mid two thousands to he kind of fell off towards the late 2000s, early 2010s. But that that Goldilocks period, mid-2000s, you said the word Shrek, king. King. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is their way back in. I think they left this open to be like, let's see how the movie does, if people like it. If, it, if, it, if they like it, we'll kind of tease Shrek at the end a little bit. Uh, if they don't, uh, this could be the last one. We're fine. They went back to visit their friends. Um, I I hope they kick off from here with with Shrek Five. It it just feels the movie won us over, uh, well before the finale. So right. it was like you know what? Here's a little something special for you. Just because you stuck around, you know, and, and and they knew too that we would stick around. Um, you're, you're still here, <laughs> right? Right. It's like, <laughs> is there anything more? No, there wasn't. No. But very much so. Yeah, this I don't. Even, it does open the door for the Shrek franchise again, ending on such a note like this. Um. Obviously, but again, it's like I'm not even worried about the Shrek franchise. I'm still in awe in what we just went through. An hour and 40 minutes of just phenomenal writing, phenomenal animation, and phenomenal character depictions. Uh, Again, I have nothing bad to say about this movie. So should the Freck, the Freck, the Freck, should the Shrek franchise if the door is truly back open, this is what we need. Yes. Yes. Put in as much attention. If it takes Shrek 5 another 10 years, take it. Take it. Yeah. If you need it, if you need it that bad, take the 10 years. It's one of those things where, again, I'm going to make that comparison because it's the easiest one to make. Avatar to Avatar 2 was a... 11 to 12 year actually no it 2009 
13, 13, 13 years. Yeah, 13, 13. 13 to 2022 was a 13-year break in between the, the in between each film. And we talked about it on our pod with, you know, Way of the Water. Go listen to that if you want to see the, the nitty-gritty. But I feel like for most of us, it just was an okay film to, oh, okay, I had fun. And that's it, right? With this complete opposite, you had an okay first outing in 2011. Fast forward 11 years later, you have one of the best sequels ever made in in, in film and in animation. Like, like either one, this was phenomenal. Pick I one. can't stress that enough. Like I, I, I am struggling, really struggling to try and find a negative with this movie. I use like even regardless of what I praise, whether it's a game, a comic, a movie, a show, I always try to be like, okay, okay, let me not like sound like I'm fanboying about this thing. So let me at least say, oh, okay, you know, they could have done better with this. They could have changed this. There's nothing. I can think of that would make me say they should have done this differently or they should have done this better. Dare I say, after having talked about the story and the themes and some of the things that we learned while talking about it, I, I'm going to make two claims. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make two claims here. This is the best Shrek movie. Ooh. In the okay. franchise, the okay. best one. And, okay. and and again, I'm counting it as Shrek because it is in the Shrek mythos. I don't care if it's a spinoff. It is Shrekverse confirmed. It is. It is. It, it is the best film in the Shrek franchise. And dare I say, it's the best DreamWorks film. It's their Ooh. best. Ooh, I, wow. I, 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 and, and again, to be fair, to be fair, I have I still haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon 3. Um and I haven't seen The Bad Guys. Those are probably like the only ones that I haven't seen that would probably be in the talks for that. The reason why I'm saying that, all these other films that we praise like, you know, Kung Fu Panda, How to Train Your Dragon, I remember really enjoying those films and they were really good films, really really good. But Puss in Boots, I I never felt the way with Puss in Boots the way I felt with these other films. This was different, man. This was, this had so much of just ca character, voice acting, animation. I feel like this was some of Antonio Banderas's best work. The ever. voice, uh, the voice acting does not get enough praise. Antonio, it's insane. It's 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 crazy. You can you could tell that he's been doing this role and truly like He's so comfortable yes yes his delivery is perfect he's Salma in the boots hayek, himself he's in right, the boots right sama hayek too does a great job harvey uh guling oh gosh i'm butchering this uh -oh. uh, guling 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 okay um he's um he's a uh, perito um Cross the board, cross the board. The the voice acting, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh real quick, last one to point out. Um, because I mentioned the main mm -hmm. Wagner Mora, the wolf. Oh, the wolf. Yes. 
a god, it's such a perfect, perfect villain. Yeah, absolute. Every I, time I, I, I don't even know if I call him a villain. Oh, um, an, an antagonist. He's an antagonist. antagonist. He's more like the rival. He's Puss's rival. Right. Right. He's. I mean, this this guy is so scary. Yeah. He's so scary. His voice delivery. And and this goes, you know, this is a testament to the animators themselves. The eyes, whenever the eyes come on, and he does, he oh my goodness, I, talk ah, about, my god, I, I can't. Talk, eyes are a big thing. You have the the cute eyes, the cute you eyes, have his demonic eyes, and then you have like you know your background and mine. Regular puss's eyes are very emphasized, you know, right? Um, and and then you have Perito's eyes when he's right, crying. Right, right. You, <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, across the board, across the board. Uh, I, I, I too cannot find anything to complain. Uh, I, and, and, and the reason why I think it's better than let if, if it's too bold to say it's the best DreamWorks film, l let me then just focus in on why I think it's the best Shrek film. You kind of mentioned this earlier when we met out, out of the theater. You, you know, rewind the clock to when Shrek was prominent. You're not getting a movie like this back then. No. 04, 03, 05, 06. No, 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 no. This, this style of Puss in Boots will be non-existent. I would even go as far as to say you probably don't get this even in the early 2010s. I don't mm. think you're getting a film like this early 2010s. And that's why I'm saying for the, if they're going to do with a, a Shrek 5, take as long as they need to because the amount of time they needed to make this film a reality. Like if this film came out when its original projected date was 2014 or 2013, I, I likely, very, very likely would not be singing its praise right now. I very likely would not. But because it spent all the time it needed in the oven and it i guess it changed with the times the oven's it, too high boss the oven's too high <laughs> and, exactly it, the 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 movie was left in the oven just right Ooh, it wasn't just burnt, right just right Ooh. it wasn't let out too early and it wasn't let out too late it was it, as as a certain uh hero would say perfect Perfect. Down to the last <laughs> minute details. Wow. <laughs> it was. My only fear with this movie, I desperately hope it can make back its money. Oof. Um, budget, it's budget's 90 million. Uh, so far, I think 18.8. I mean, so it, was just it was just released it was, wide today. Right. Just released. It still hasn't gotten its opening weekend numbers yet, which is really right. crucial. It's projected to gross 25 to 30 um, over the over the weekend. I believe it. I believe um, it. I, 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 this film deserves it, man. I want the money to show DreamWorks do this don't ever do home again don't ever do peabody and sherman don't do captain underpants no do this 
this is what this is where you get arguments where people really consider who is better dreamworks or pixar i don't because in recent years pixar has fallen off to a certain degree where it, it's not the the consistency is not there with right. pixar like it used to be so now you can have that conversation with dreamworks where it's like which one is the better studio this is a film you would put up there as an argument this it to me this is their best this is their best film like i i i i can't i can't there's nothing better than this there's nothing right um for you know you draw the comparison to pixar it used to be for like every four pixar outings there would be one dreamworks yes yes right that would like overtake it um right yeah no 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 this is if dreamworks can replicate what they did here and probably you know there i say you know what they've done with the bad guys still need to watch that in its entirety uh was there another one we were mentioning no no just the bad guys right no just yeah that was the last one that i didn't see and and, okay. and how to train your dragon three but okay. that, yeah. yeah i'll watch that if, if they can replicate the success they've had with their stronger outings of the bad guys the how to drain your dragon series the kung fu panda series and then the early shrek films you have a winning formula it's there what they did here as i as you stated and as i stated before you don't get this in like 2000s you don't get this in early 2010s you really don't um you know uh well i will i will say i this is probably the the best shrek film as well it's crazy that i'm saying that i will say before before the theater today if you were to tell me guess guess who's gonna top your 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 uh, best shrek film is this one I, i would say you're full of it there's right. absolutely I might like this movie, but there's no way it's topping Shrek one or two. I, I, I was telling people they're full of it. I seen it on Twitter. I mean, I didn't comment on it, but I was like, ah, there's no way. <laughs> ah, uh, you're, no way. Uh, you're just hyping it. You're hyping it. Right, right. But what you have here when I and I guess I'm I feel like I'm really comparing it to Shrek two, which I probably hold in the highest regard of the Shrek films, because what you have Shrek Shrek two improves drastically on the original Shrek design right um and i call it the damn near perfect sequel but shrek is a comedy and so like i feel it's like through and through romantic comedy rom-com um through and through um there's a lot of things that you don't have to do in a rom-com right not everybody needs a character arc not everybody needs to be fleshed out um as long as your romantic leads are strong and their story is strong and then the the jokes fly, which is what Shrek Two is. It's the damn near perfect sequel and the damn near perfect film. For what it was trying to be, it was perfect. Uh, right. Shrek Two, Shrek Two, absolutely. And then for what Shrek was trying to be, perfect. But I do say Shrek Two is an improvement. Yeah. On Shrek, now that got lost in the sauce for three and four. Don't know what the fuck happened. Um, I don't I mean, know what was going on with three. A lot of. A lot of the creative team did not come back. I don't know why. I have no idea why. Actually, I think some of them went to go. No, that doesn't even make. Yeah, some of them went to go work on freaking Chronicles of Narnia. Oh! Uh, I'm pretty sure the original Shrek director, uh, I want to say his name is Andrew Adamson. Yep, Andrew Adamson. Uh, He definitely puts out Lion, Witch of the Wardrobe and Prince Caspian. He did both of those. Um, Right. 
which I imagine is kind of in the timeline of the production of Shrek 3 and, you know, Shrek 4, somewhere along the line. Either way, I digress. Um, it is not until three outings later, so not Shrek 3, not Shrek 4, not the first Puss in Boots. Okay, four outings later, do we finally improve on the design of Shrek 2? You know, we right. get across the board characters that all have arcs and all have agency within the story. You know, we have a villain who, you know, very much like, uh, you know, Fairy Godmother, I compare, um, is given backstory, which we did not receive with Fairy Godmother. Um, not to discredit her as a great villain, she is, but again it's every everything's an improvement i find i find everything to be an improvement and what we get at the finale of this film is a great emotional reward mm-hmm. like we are rewarded this we we empathize with the characters we you know uh we understand the story we pick apart the layers we recognize there are layers and it's a very intricate story so I have to, yeah, I have to put it as the best Shrek film. I need to go back and watch some other DreamWorks films to uh, see if it's truly the best DreamWorks film. Um, but I I will understand if anybody does put this as number one. I think you can easily make the argument. Uh, but this is now the standard. DreamWorks has this is to the bar. live up to this. This, this is, the, is bar. the bar. This is the bar. Um. Just come on. Let's do it. Make it do happen. It. Make right. it happen. I this was my favorite film of the year. I mean, if I if I'm saying this is DreamWorks' best film, this is easily my best film of the year. For, for I think so. I, I think I'm the same. I uh you know, to be honest, uh I feel I have two animation films. That are just two animation films. I feel Turning Red and this are my favorite films of this year. This dominates over Turning Red in my in my book. That, that's, I, I, I like that's Turning fair. Red. I like Turning Red. Um, it's just oh man. Now I'm gonna hold Pixar to a higher standard. Oh, you can, I, you can. This, this is something where again Pixar. Pixar is coming under a lot of fire recently with how they're doing their movies. Um, where whether it be for story purposes or animation wise, I, I know some people are are thinking that you know Pixar's animation is looking kind of samey across you know multiple projects in recent years. Um, I I think they need it. I think they need to take a page from Puss in Boots. <laughs> Never did I think I would say that. Right. And and into the Spider-Verse, which is, you know, I guess everyone's inspiration at this point. Um they 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 need to do it. They need to do it. Um because this film was great. I loved it from beginning to end. There's not a damn thing negative I can say about it. I, despite my love for all the other films that DreamWorks did that were actually good, like the Kung Fu Panda series and, you know, all the other ones that we mentioned, I feel like none of them, despite their quality, reach the onion layers. I'm not, that's not metaphorically, that's not rhetorically. 
literally the onion layers that The Last Wish gets to. This film was perfect. And I feel like we didn't even cover half the half the layers that are in this onion. I mean, I we we I think we nailed a good amount. We nailed a good amount. Don't get me wrong, but I I I, I guarantee you there's more even beyond what we're discussing. And I think that's the joy. I am going to watch this movie again. Oh, I, 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 I can watch this again. Um, yeah. This is not necessarily a criticism. I just want to say this. This story is not even that original as far as the washed up hero. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just really well done here. It's well done. It's. I mean, right. you could even go as far as to say, like, you know, the... Shrek 2. Shrek 2 is just your romantic comedy. It does nothing necessarily new for the genre, but... Oh, yeah. Really good. I just, really, really it really good. It introduces great new characters and obviously throws a wrench in what we thought was the perfect ending of the first Shrek. This film really moved. It moved the chains. I've been saying that a lot lately. It moved the chains. It, right. We're, we're this call, you know, talk about animation. I'm just talking animation films. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, shoot, Puss and Boots is really good storytelling. So we just talk about storytelling. This, I mean, but in in the world of animation, it's going to have the most uh, prominent effect. This film set the, uh, set a new standard, which I don't think a new standard has been set since probably Into the Spider Verse. Right, 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 right. Um, so we'll see. We'll yeah, we'll see. see. Um, we'll see what waves are made with this film. Again, it's really hard to say if you're looking at a monetary uh, perspective because, you know, in a post-pandemic uh, era, it's it's kind of hard to gauge which movies are going to make bank at the box office anymore. Um, you know, our theater was completely empty. <laughs> ah. but, but, but to be fair, it was a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday, Wednesday night, right. Right, so I imagine... Maybe over the weekend, you know, the holidays are kicking off. People want to take their families to the theater. They'll probably see more of the glorious Poos and Boots. Um, but yeah, any, uh, I think that's a, that about wraps up for the most part. Everything we had to say about the film. Is there any other like final, just overall thoughts? Uh, I mean, we've been parodying it for for the most part. This film's perfect. Go see it. <laughs> Like, I'm 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 satisfied. Uh I think we said Do, do you it, want do you want a Puss in Boots 3? Well, not no. Uh, again, I'm great with how this ended. Um okay. I think and I think as we said, if this perfectly sets up the reintroduction of Shrek and the gang, we just mm. they just need to capitalize on what was done here. You know. Right. And that that's gonna be that's that's what I want. That's what I want. And I mean, it's not even necessarily what I want. I'm good if they just end it here, but clearly they are going to probably go for that Shrek Five. I so welcome if they it. do, I welcome it. Do I it. welcome it if is if this is like, what they're gonna give us? Right, right, so, right. Animation, story, right, characters. Mm-hmm. You can maybe even give us something different because I know for the most part, the last couple Shrek films, they just focus on the family element. And it's like, I mean, I get it. You know, Shrek, Shrek's family is a thing, but do something different. I never thought right. I would get an ex- an existential crisis for Puss in Boots. That's right. different. That it is sure hella is. different. Um, So, 
yeah, this film is perfect, guys. Go into the theaters. Show this film some love. This is not just hype. This is not just, uh, you know, us really driving home like, oh, man, this movie's so good. It's the it's the Shrek renaissance. It is really, really well made. Even if you're not a fan of Shrek in general, this movie stands on its own. You can still watch it without having watched the first Puss in Boots. I feel like the movie does a pretty damn good job, um, you know, holding your hand and bringing you up to speed with like, you know, kitty soft paws. She was introduced in the first one, but you don't really need to know that to appreciate her in this one. And uh, yeah, aside from that, everyone's a new character. Yeah. So um, give it a watch. Let us know what you think down in the comments below, wherever you're listening to us on. We're on all social media platforms for podcasts, which include but are not limited to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at the Yonko Table. If you want to check out our gaming side, tech, check out our Twitch channel at Dr. Jace Attorney, because we're probably only going to do one more stream before the holiday season. But uh, how do how do we want to end this with with boots in boots? The last wish. Uh oh, oh, I got it. I got it. Do you, do, okay, 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 okay. What do you What do you think I'm doing right here? Oh, 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 oh! You're you're listening. You're listening. I'm to prepping. It? I'm. Okay, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Oh God, who's your favorite fearless hero? Who's your favorite, who's your favorite fearless, fearless hero? <laughs> Who gambles with his life? <laughs> Who? Gambles by throwing the dice. I'm butchering the lyrics, but who's your favorite fearless hero? Who's your favorite fearless hero? Puss and Boots! <laughs> the last wish. It's great. Go listen to the soundtrack, too. Go do it. <laughs>